0: I've got a special treat for you today, one of my favorite types of episodes to record. This is part of the Transition to Travel series where I talk to somebody, in this case a couple, before their trip, usually after they've made some big changes in their life in order to set themselves up to travel long-term or full-time. And then I wait (laughs) months, sometimes years. In this case, we waited about seven or eight months. They went on their extended trip to South America And they came back and we recorded a show. And I put both of those segments in one show. So you really get an audio snapshot showing you the impact that travel can have on somebody's life. And you're going to hear how Tyler radically changed his life in order to set himself up to travel and talk about what they did when they came back oftentimes that's a big worry for a lot of people what if I go on an extended trip I don't know what I'm gonna do when I come back we talk about how they manage that process and some of the appreciation they got for some of the things they already had going on when they got that fresh perspective for leaving there's a lot going on in this conversation I know you're gonna dig it so shall we get to it Grab your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, recline. Thanks for being here. And welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friend. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks so much for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. And if you dig today's show, as I mentioned at the top, it's a special one recorded over a period of several months. Uh, a before and after snapshot of uh, a couple's journey before they took their trip and after they took an extended trip and how it changed them. And these shows are really powerful. And if you like this one, don't be afraid to dig into the archives. You can just go to zero2travel to travel.com and search Transition to Travel and you'll be able to find some other shows like this. And I have more Coming as well. So these are some of the more popular shows, and I always do my best to try to record these over time. But they do take a lot of time, and I'm always proud of uh, of these because it's a multi month or sometimes multi year investment to get these shows out to you. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed chatting with this couple today, Jordan and Tyler. And on the back end of this conversation, I want to talk a little bit about doing something radical. Rad, man. That's an old skater term from uh, from back in the day. It's super rad. But um, I'm talking about making some radical changes in your life to accommodate travel. And I think after you hear what Tyler did, you are going to know what I'm talking about. And, and we can revisit that a little bit on the back end of this show after the interview. So stick around for that. I should let you know this was recorded pre-COVID, so none of this took place during the pandemic. I just want to make a note of that. Let me take you into this interview with Tyler and Jordan. Remember, we're doing some time traveling here. First part of this is before their trip. And the second part you'll hear, the second segment, is a chat with them a few months after their trip. And we smushed it into one episode so you can really see what travel can do for you and what travel did for this one couple. So please enjoy my conversation with them and stick around. I'll see you on the other side. We'll talk about radical life changes, how that can help you travel. And I'll also give a shout out to somebody in this community. So stick around for that. Please enjoy the interview and I will see you on the other side, my friend. Hey, what's up?
1: Well, you're all you're all professional. How's it am I?
0: <laughs> you got the mic. How's it going? We're just waking up, so it's good. I like how you guys are doing this from bed. This is the first interview I've ever done from well, I I guess I've probably done interviews in bed. Well, we can't
1: get we can't get up because of them. <laughs> nice. It's hard to get out of bed with them.
0: <laughs> I'm actually recording right now, so this is this is happening. Oh cool. How are you guys doing?
1: We're good. Good.
0: I feel like you guys can be the modern day uh, John Lennon and Yoko, right? The the, the hair piece thing. (laughs)
1: It doesn't normally look like this. It's just all messed
0: up. (laughs) So I'm talking to... Well, you guys introduce yourselves really quickly. All right. I'm Tyler and... I'm Jordan. Hi, Jordan. uh, Tyler and I have been trying to do this call forever. So it's a pleasure to uh, get to chat with you guys. So Where are you right now?
1: Uh, Asheville, North Carolina.
0: Okay. And you're leaving for a trip in January, correct?
1: Yeah, January 9th. One, nine, one, nine.
0: Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, man. I mean, there were a lot of reasons why I wanted to talk to you because when you sent me this email a while back and you talked about all the changes you made to prioritize travel, which is really the key, right? Like making travel a priority and then kind of redesigning your life around that They were so extreme in many ways. And I know not everybody's going to go to this extreme that you have, but I think your story really illustrates a lot of points. So like people that are listening to this can start thinking how they can prioritize travel and what they can do around their lives outside of the trip to sort of make sure they save enough money and plan for that and everything like that. So, And I haven't revealed what exactly you've done yet because that's why I wanted to talk to you guys so we could hear it from you in person let's talk about living in atlanta because you said you were you were there for about two years after finishing school and you said you kind of had the you had the typical job commute thing
1: so i originally lived in michigan and when i finished college there i moved down to atlanta like i moved to the city thinking oh yeah this is what i want to do i'm gonna go live down in a big city get a job and all that were you from michigan yeah originally
0: okay what part
1: uh like the eastern side of michigan i thought you were type. gonna hold
0: your hand on. oh yeah i, I well <laughs> cause you're,
1: i do oh, every time like right here
0: there you go yeah everybody from every michigander <laughs> knows it's the right hand right and then you yeah yeah okay well and then if you want to add no, i'm
1: trying to make it look right on the camera and then you can do the thing yeah, yeah you i'm glad you MP. knew that no one ever knows the top part <laughs> oh yeah
0: i love i'm one of the best road trips i ever took was through the up oh really yeah upper peninsula. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. So, okay. So you're out of school and you're like, Hey, I'm going to move to Atlanta. This is going to be dope. I'm going to get this job and live my life in Atlanta.
1: Yeah. And then, I, um, so I was, I worked in health insurance and I was working in like a nice, easy <laughs> office job and all that. But every day I swear, I just felt like I was dying inside each day. Cause like ever since I, um, was in college i knew i wanted to travel more like go explore more but i never like did it at all yeah so when i finished school and moved down i was just like going through the repetition every day of like driving an hour commute to work i only live like 12 minutes or 12 miles away from where where i lived, but the traffic's so bad in in atlanta that it's just like a grind so if you're thinking about moving to atlanta don't do that just because the traffic's horrible (laughs) but uh yeah, so I was doing that. Um, I was doing great at my job. I loved all the people I worked with. Um, the job was just soul sucking in a way, health insurance. But um, I was making pretty decent money, like kicking off the career. I, it wasn't like I already got promoted a couple times, and I was moving up to my next like, position I was trying to hope for, which would have been doing a lot better for myself. But I just couldn't, like, the idea of like just being in that office every day for nine hours a day sitting there was I mean I would tell her all the time that I was just going crazy so then like we met a year ago I mean
0: when did that start though because was it like month two you were thinking oh this job is I don't know how long I I
1: did that for about a year like the whole city thing was new being there and then like the first year went by kind of kind of all right but It's like being in a new
0: place, having fun, and getting settled. Yeah, yeah,
1: just being, like, that all being new was cool at first, but then, I mean, after about a year there, it, like, started becoming just, like, unbearable. Right. And the last year of it was just the roughest. So what happened, though, was uh, I met her (laughs) in...
2: She's smiling big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I
1: met her up here, so I started coming up here a lot, and then I started listening to your podcast a lot. That's when I found that, because I was just like, I don't know, I like I needed a change, but I didn't know what the change was going to be, what I needed to do at all. And then when I started listening to uh, Zero to Travel, like I don't know, the conversations you'd have with people, the things that got talked about. I remember the first one that I listened to was like you and some girl it, um she had been traveling for like a year and she just talked about like the changes she had made in the questions you like the questions you were asking were like or oh, well, like what did you have to do like to make that a priority in your life and like just like that feeling of needing to do it. And I was just like, God, this is resonating bad. Like, why am I just sitting here <laughs> every day, like thinking about doing it? So I just started putting the, like the motions in track and I, uh, um, oh, well, I forgot what, I store it was Utah too. We went to Utah for a week and out of a car the whole time. We just stayed, like we're in our car. And that kind of, when we got back, we were both like on this huge kick of like, oh my, like that was awesome. Not being home, like just out doing stuff. Our roommate just woke up, <laughs> but um,
0: oh, I thought you were raising your hand, Jordan. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's my turn. I was gonna ask you yeah. where where you guys met. You can take this one.
3: <laughs> well, we met here. It was like a typical guy walks into a bar type thing. <laughs> I was bartending, and as soon as he walked in, and we just like hit it off and started talking about music and life, and I forgot everybody was el- else was there on a Friday I mean, night. So, so uh, yeah, we met there, and um, it was pretty instant for us. Uh, wow. And so we did the traveling back and forth thing. I would go there some weekends. He would come here. And then we couldn't take it anymore. And so I was like, you have to come to Asheville. I will not go to Atlanta. <laughs> so he lives here with me. My dog is
0: my roommate. Nice. Awesome. At our teeny
3: tiny house. <laughs> We're happy. Cool. Just waiting for travel.
0: Right. So, okay. So... But yeah, we
1: haven't got to the drastic transition yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I mean, we're building up to it because this is part of it, too. Because I think for some people, there's such a spectrum, right? It's some people, they're just, they just all of a sudden, they're like, hey, I know I can't do this job long term. I want to travel. And some people are just, hey, I'm just going to quit and fly by the seat of my pants. Other people are more strategic about it and kind of. Uh, you know, take their time and 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 sort of also maybe a little confused, like, do I really want this? Is this is like, a, it's hard to make big changes like this, I think sometimes. So let's talk about the changes you made. And and then I would like to hear if they were hard for you and, and what parts of it were, because it's, it's just good to share, openly share some of the struggles. So after the first year, was there a point where I mean, you guys met and everything, but then were there a point where you Maybe you were thinking about travel, but then you sort of 100% committed either in your mind or told people about it. How did that work?
1: Yeah, so like I made the decision to, um, because I originally what happened was I moved out of my apartment at first. And so I'll start like this past year. Um, In I think March, March. my lease ended on my old apartment. And I was paying like, you know, around $1,000 a month to be there. And I was basically sucking up all my income at the time. And I had my car that I had just bought recently too. So it was like my two big expenses. So I knew I needed to get rid of like something if I was gonna do anything to, to either move up here and save money or like start doing anything. So I, I got out of that apartment and moved into a bedroom of my friend's place um, for a month. And when I did that, I basically cut everything down that I had from the apartment to fit into one pretty much small bedroom, maybe a, like I don't know, a 15 foot by 20 foot bedroom if that. So everything I had an apartment got condensed down into a room, did that for about a month and a half. And then we went to Utah during that time. And when like, that was the start of transitioning into knowing I was like changing everything. But when we got back from Utah, it, it was a few weeks from there, where it was like, okay, I like, I'm really gonna make this happen now. And I was like, telling her that like, you know, like, I'm dedicating everything to this. Like, I know, uh, like, I want to make these changes, and make it happen. I Then, okay, so I made that choice, and I moved everything I had at that point. Well, I guess I got rid of a lot of stuff. I, I cut down everything I could because I wanted the expensive to be low, and then storage is expensive in Atlanta. So I got, I think, I mean, what what did that have to be, like a 4x5 storage unit? You said 4x3 like
0: in the email. Yeah, 4x.
1: It was the size of a closet. Like, there's, like, basically no room. <laughs> was a, I think it was a 4x3x8 by by or something like that. So I moved whatever I could or thought I was going to keep into that storage unit and then moved into my car, which is a, uh, just a little four door sob. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where I made the decision. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live out of my car. I had a gym membership and that was right, right next to where my, uh, where I work. And you
0: were still working at the regular job. So
1: yeah, it's a professional
0: environment and you're, you're rolling in out of your car.
1: Yeah. 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 So a couple of the people I worked with knew, a lot of other people didn't, but I mean everyone supported me. I, I still love everyone there. I, there's a lot of great people. I was oh, like, it. Um, not a lot of people my age that worked there, which is funny. There's a lot of like uh, probably uh, 35 and older crowd, if not older than that. So they got, a lot of them thought it was crazy when I moved in my car and were all worried about me. Um, <laughs> It's funny because every day I get asked, are you, are you, did you find a place? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm choosing to do this. <laughs> so
0: how long did you live out of your car working at that job?
1: Uh, about three months. Okay. And, and
0: then you had no rent. And then you yeah. you moved to Asheville and mm-hmm. you said you, you picked up a second job bartending? Or was that... So, no, so I,
1: I, I picked up the bartending job while I was in Atlanta. So okay. So you started so was, you started
0: living in your car and you picked up a second job.
1: Yeah, to, yeah. To, So I had like less time, so I wouldn't be stuck in my car as much. So my day, like my, my daily routine, became getting up at about 4:55 a.m. and I go to the gym, workout, shower, go to my job from uh, eight to God, was it like eight eight to five, eight to four thirty, one of those times, then leave there, go to the bar, get to the bar by five five thirty, and work till 12, 12 to one a.m. ish and then go to my car, find a hotel parking lot, sleep and do it over again.
0: And I mean, you must have been pretty tired, but were you keeping motivated by the the trip? Had you set a date at some point? Was that the the motivation? Like on the down days, what did you do to motivate yourself?
1: Yeah, so we hadn't even planned the trip yet. We just knew we wanted to make something happen. So the whole point was for me to, to first get out of Atlanta so we could start everything going here. And basically the day I moved up here was the day that we bought our tickets and decided um, where we were going and all that. So we didn't have like a set place we were gonna go, we just knew we wanted to start.
0: Yeah. So, how much were you able to save in those three months roughly?
1: To to move up here? Yeah. Uh, A couple grand really, not not a ton, maybe like three grand. But
0: living in your car and doing all that, but
1: yeah, if you, I mean, what I, I was, I was kind of in debt from, from moving down to Atlanta in the first place, getting out of college, having the, the cost of moving down here where there was just kind like, I didn't plan for that at all. And I, I spent like five, to six grand doing that. Yeah. So I was kind of the first, like catching back up from that move.
0: Right. But you were able to catch back up because you made all these sacrifices and if you had lived your regular life those three months how much would you have saved probably nothing right <laughs> Honestly. right I mean, so had
1: i had i st- stuck in my apartment and spent a thousand dollars a month here on rent a month who knows
2: okay <laughs> and so then
1: what happened because of picking up that second job it, it caused me to stop spending so much money for a little bit not doing anything right because so i was working at the bar i get free food you know stuff is kind of worked out in a way for
0: that and I love how you're saying you know these choices kind of fed in to things you had to do anyway right like you're you have to get rid of your stuff anyway if you are want to go travel for a long time so just by moving to a smaller place you have to get rid of more stuff moving into your car well you have to get rid of more stuff and then you can make money selling it getting a second job well yeah that's less time to spend money so you're getting free food and all I mean it's just kind of like it's like a it's like a snowball effect.
1: Yeah, it kind of it kind of was a little snowball effect, and then it was just like I didn't um, expect to get rid of so much in a way, <laughs> but it's like after being in my car for a couple months and all that stuff was sitting in the storage unit, I was just like, by the time I moved up here, we we would we had to go back down to Atlanta because I still knew I had the storage unit stuff, and it's like. We ended up throwing away half the stuff, and or putting like giving it a bunch of like, Salvation Army at that point. Keeping what like maybe three or four boxes, whatever would fit whatever in my car. In car yeah. yeah, it became. I didn't expect to get rid of that much, but in the end, it was just like I don't, I don't need it. I'm not going to be using it.
0: <laughs> what are you doing in Asheville now? Are you working?
1: Yeah, I'm a server. I switched to food industry.
0: Okay, so how do you go? Yeah, how do you feel now, g- having gotten rid of all your stuff and? You know, if you think back to where you were, say, at the end of that first year in Atlanta, versus where you yeah. are now, how does, how do you think you've changed as a person?
1: I couldn't even. I don't even know how to look at it. <laughs> it's good. I'm a completely different person in the way I feel like. At the same time, there's been a lot of like, like thoughts like where I'm just like, man, I miss having my apartment. I miss like that that life of having my place and like the direction I was going in like thinking like oh yeah you know I'm on the path I need to be on but now it's kind of more up in the air like I know I want to be traveling and all that but it's a lot more there's so much more than I think about now but is this going to work is everything going to be all right like when we get back from this trip and am I going to be like oh man I wish I was in my career still like there's so much like that this trip is supposed to like we're hoping will like let us know it's give us some direction, I guess.
3: Right, we have, like, no idea where our minds will be when we get back, like, what direction we'll want to do, if we want to, like, come back to the same job, if we want to continue moving, if we want to do, like, van life next.
1: Yeah, because we've never, we've never traveled either. Like, this is our first big travel, like, internationally and all that, and we've both never gotten a chance. Our families aren't big travelers. So we're just, like, ready to just, like, get our minds blown by some some, some perspectives.
0: <laughs> well, it's great that you're sharing some of these Fears as well, and some of these things that you know, missing the apartment a little bit, or uh, I mean, I think all those things are normal, and you can always question your decision, especially when you make big changes. But it will be interesting to talk to you guys when you're on the road and see how how that's panning out. But I mean, I think everything that you're saying is stuff that's totally normal and that I've heard before and I have felt before in my own personal life. So it's a, it's a different mindset when everything's up in the air and you don't really know where things are going. It's, yeah,
1: it was just no, and then being in a car, and then that was pretty early on. Like when I moved in my car, we'd only been together for like maybe I don't know six or seven months at that point. So at the same time, I was like, "Do I look like an idiot moving in my car?" I hope think I'm a homeless
0: person. <laughs> <laughs> like she my life was not track I guess. I hope you yeah. What did you think?
3: I just thought he showed so much dedication to yeah. want to move up here. I don't know how he like made it every day waking up so early and going to sleep so late and then getting up and doing it again it just blew my mind
2: love
0: makes you do crazy things <laughs> yeah right. right my god not a lie <laughs> Oh, how did you guys decide on where you were going to travel and where you headed
1: uh, it was um, kind of funny because our, our original plan like at the first place I found was like oh we could do this like this would be cool with Central America and we were looking like El Salvador just because the cost it was really cheap and it would be like we were looking for lower cost places to go.
3: But something also that didn't speak English. Wanted like a super
1: culture shock. Yeah, we just wanted to like throw ourselves like into the unknown. Because we didn't want to do Europe at all because everyone does Europe. And that was like everyone's big first is like backpacking Europe. And we're like, ah, you know, it's expensive and we don't want to go that route. And then so when I looked into Central America and thought oh, that was really cheap. We're like, oh, wow, we could do this, blah, blah, blah. And then that kind of got sidetracked for a little while. And then my brother-in-law, he, uh, I totally, like, disregarded it until, you know, later on. And he lives in Brazil. He's a math teacher there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got the extra apartment. You can come anytime, blah, 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 free rent. Uh, how how their, the job he works for is him and his girlfriend live down there, and they both have to have apartments, even though they live together. So there's just an open apartment. So, we're like, wow, we could just go stay down there for free and be in Brazil blah 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 so we we're like cool let's do it um but then when I looked at flights uh, a flight to Brazil was like round round trip was like 1400 1500 one way was like 900 so we're like okay that's pretty expensive to, to fly there and when we were looking at uh like all around just to see what it was in South America Peru uh, Lima Peru was like 246 one way so we're like you know, for an extra $1,000 or whatever, we could just travel across the continent because travel is so cheap down there. So that's kind of how that came to happen. So then we started building this whole plan. To, instead of just being in Brazil the whole time, we're just going like, to go across the whole
0: continent. <laughs> nice. So you are flying to Brazil first?
1: No, we're flying to Lima, Peru. Oh, and then Lima, Peru. Okay, back, back, got it. Backing back across okay. over to Brazil.
0: How much money do you have saved up, and how long do you plan on traveling?
1: Uh, so we're gonna be traveling for about three, three months because we have two dogs, and then we're we're our budget's about I'd say yeah three to five thousand each most yeah. likely.
3: I've been saving for like a while though, and I'm pretty busy at where I am, so I would say I will have like five grand saved. Cause I yeah, like I said, I've been saving for like I would say over a year before I met him. I knew I already wanted to travel. I didn't know how that was going to happen, but I just knew I wanted it. So I've been saving for like two years. Yeah,
1: so. she's way more prepared than I am. <laughs> I took the drastic jump where she's she's a lot more ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you took action when you realized that's what you were going to do. And that was one of the main reasons I wanted you to share your story. Just how quickly you took action and to what extreme you went to. to yeah, to overall, from the savings. time I
1: decided it was going to happen to the time I moved up here was maybe... I mean, four or five months. And then and then once I was up here, we set the actual date and bought the tickets, which are in January. So, you know, I mean, it's it seems like it's been really fast, but from the time I actually started really making it happen, it's been like nine months now, hasn't it? It's March, since March. I don't
0: know. It takes some time. I mean, outside of the, the stuff you guys talked about, the... The worrying, maybe what you're going to do afterwards, and you know if you're making the right decision where your lives are going to go, and and all that type of stuff. What are, do you have any other big things that keep you up at night, or?
1: What do you mean? like, Just what, with the trip
0: what? or with the decision, Any anything that else that you're really worried about? Or are you guys just kind of at peace with it now? Let's roll. Let's go on this adventure. See what happens.
3: Oh, uh, We definitely still have worries. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. I mean, most of the time I'm like, we got this. We can crush it. We'll be just fine. And then, of course, sometimes I'm like, we're not 100% sure about everything. I like to have things planned out a little bit more. But I'm putting a lot of trust in like us just being able to rock it out and easily... Maneuver through yeah. there. I'm mostly worried about my dogs, to be honest. I know my roommate's here and she'll take good care of them, but like my dogs are needy, they're like cuddle bugs. So I'm more worried about like
1: so she's not worried about leaving <laughs>
3: leaving them because they've never been away from me more than like two one week really.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like leaving home behind for you know a big period of time and all your like hoping everything to be okay. <laughs> will you keep and this then, yep.
0: place or will you rent it out? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: All her family lives right here so it's like it'd be dumb to let let it go or something like yeah.
3: that I've always lived in Asheville I've and I've lived in this house for my entire adulthood so I'm super grounded right here so this is a huge thing for me it's gonna be a real test
0: I'm wow. really excited this is gonna be really interesting to circle back with you guys and see how it was uh, can we chat again after a few months after your trip uh, if you don't come back for some reason then we're gonna have to chat with you when you're in south america but well,
1: like so our thing is too when we go there is like we're just like because we're trying to learn what we can about about the language like with spanish and portuguese both because we're gonna in both languages for a pretty decent amount of time that's what we're kind of getting nervous about is like when we hit bolivia or chile and argentina just getting through those countries comfortably and being able to pull it off and and just figure it out. That's where we're like, "Oh man, I hope we can do this." Like <laughs> cuz we're have nothing but our backpacks, so.
0: You can Hopefully. do it and you will do it and you're going to do it. You're doing it right now. You're doing it right now. You're on your way. I'm so stoked for you guys and uh yeah, it was just awesome getting getting to chat with you and I really appreciate you sh- first of all reaching out in the first place to just share your story via email. Yeah, cause that's I thought
1: about a it cuz I I mean the your podcasts were what I was listening to at first and gave me a half the inspiration ideas of what we're doing. Cause we're, we're going to do like a vlog and all that and try to make that work. Um, our website's pretty much built at this point, but that's a lot of learning too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, if you want to share a link of where people can follow your adventures?
1: Yeah, it's, okay. um, it's, it's silly, but it's a, a couple of com, which is like avocado. So a couple of cados. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, we're stupid. We're, our whole thing since we started dating was like avocado stuff. I don't know. We love avocados. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who doesn't love avocados? Well, I mean, I guess there's some people that, but avocados. I mean, yeah, right. exactly. what's not to love? You Green, love. healthy, delicious. Uh- right. Yeah, we're just, we're
1: done with it. We just put cado on everything. Like everything. Just, it's cado official.
0: Cado's cotto. <laughs> <Cotto's> motto. Nice. <laughs> Well, wish you guys the best of luck. Safe travels, yeah, man. and um, we will we will catch up after the trip, I guess. Yeah, that sound good <laughs> that way. Unless All we're right. lost
1: on it somewhere with no one,
0: that would be our problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All
0: right, see you guys. Bye, buddy. Bye. Bye. You just heard my first conversation with Tyler and Jordan before their trip. Now. We are going to catch up with them several months later after they took their trip. And you're going to hear how it went. So, we're going to do some time traveling now. (laughs) And please enjoy the second part of this special episode. Tyler, hi, George. All right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> man it was a uh, intense skin in here <laughs> yeah yeah it's downpouring right now
0: where where are you guys so we're we're in
1: Asheville right now
0: okay
1: yeah we're at home we're at a coffee shop
0: yeah I see some well, nice when we left, coffee we shop up. artwork back there yeah kind of it.
1: <laughs> it's like one of my favorite spots awesome when we left to come out and then it just like started downpouring like super bad so like we couldn't get anywhere because we are just getting, like, dumped on.
0: <laughs> right. No worries. We got some catching up to do. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> we
0: definitely have some catching up to do. And uh, since you guys are back in Asheville, Jordan, this is one of your favorite coffee shops, you said? Yeah. I'm wondering, there's some serendipity here because a lot of the paintings behind you are dogs. And one of the things you said before you guys left is you were worried about your dogs. So I wanted dog- to make sure the dogs were okay first. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they're doing so good. <laughs> they survived without you for three months.
4: Yes, I had lots of nightmares that they forgot who I was. Though, like my boy literally <laughs> okay, turned into God. a robot and didn't know who I was. And it was terrifying.
0: Really? It was oh my the only gosh!
4: Thing that wanted me to come home the most.
1: Yeah, like honestly, like there's like the most things she said when we were gone was like, "I miss Hydro," or "I'm tired," or something, <laughs> something weird like that.
0: <laughs> well, you made it back safely, and which is always. Great, and also your dogs are okay. So the pet owners that are worried about leaving their pets behind, they're not going to forget you, right? Is that a? That's true, yeah. Okay. That's true. Cool. Because yeah. that could be more like never. Love you. <laughs> right. So last time we talked, it was just before your trip, and then you left about seven months ago from the time of recording now. So I'm guessing, I guess, from the timelines, you've been home for a little over three months. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. There. Where did it go? Was it worth it? Was it worth all the effort? Yeah. It's like, because
1: we did like videos and all that too when we were there. So we took a bunch of video and we did like a YouTube. So like we randomly like look back on that and then just go through a binge watch of the videos and be like, Oh my God. I
2: can't believe you did all that. (laughs)
1: Like where were we compared to like sitting in a coffee shop here where like before we couldn't even go to a shop and know how to order food. And we're just
0: like, it's so foreign now. It's crazy. I I just want to be back. Back in South America. Yeah. How did the trip unfold for you guys?
1: Uh, amazing. So we started in Peru, and then we kind of had a handhold through Peru because we were uh, we took a... What was that called? Peru hop. Peru hop. Peru? There's a bus down there that's like a hop on, hop off bus through Peru. And Peru's really set up for tourism really well, so it's really easy to go through. A lot of tours you can get on and do all that, and Cusco's got all kinds of things. And then once we came out of that, we were like on our own from there on, booking our buses on our own and just winging it from there. So we kind of like learned a lot out of Peru, and once we came out of like the Andes and all that, and went through Bolivia, Argentina. We planned a whole trip in Uruguay and just rented a car, rode up the coast and all that, and then uh, went to Brazil after that. Met Argentinians, car hopped with them down to go surf and all that. It was really cool. Like so, just like we just learned as we went. At first, it's like shell shock when we got to Lima, Peru, like we're in this new city, got there at midnight in the middle of this like crazy, you know, south american city and we were just lost couldn't speak the language at all and we (laughs) we were like oh no
4: yeah my ears closed up on the flight so when we landed i literally could not hear anything i thought my eardrums were about to like explode and i was like i can't hear anything all i hear is like spanish jibber jabber i don't know where i am yeah we were like we didn't
1: know the currency anything we're just like ah we thought our house would be easy because they're supposed to be right next to a Hilton, but." Hilton's don't look the same in South America. We couldn't find a sign anywhere. And we're like, I don't know where we're at. Let's just walk. Let's hope we don't get killed. (laughs) But it was fine. Everything was fine. Like, it was perfect.
0: Okay, so first getting to Lima, and there's always that rush when you land in a new place, particularly if you haven't gone traveling like this before. But obviously, you get adjusted. You get acclimated. Sounds like you guys were nervous, but you got through it. I mean, you're really testing your comfort zones right away. Right? All those three
1: days were insane. Like I yeah. can't even believe it was a it was a transition period from going like n- travel mindset. I mean, like we got there, drank, party, first times in hostels, so we didn't like we just like did our typical balls to the wall thing. And then after three days, we're like, okay, this is not sustainable. Like, <laughs> and we broke away from that mentality just because we were like in the city. I
0: don't have you been to Lima? Uh, just for a night, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a city.
4: <laughs> but it's like when we got there, everybody else that was in the hostel were also just arriving to South America. Yeah. So we all kind of had the same mindset. We're all like, oh, my gosh, we're in this big new city. Let's all go out together and just, like, drink down.
1: Yeah. So it was, a, it was a party like, at yeah. first. That was a huge transition to get away from that typical mindset that we're all, like, here at home, like, go out party. And it, but, yeah. So
0: then you guys had some Sort of organized type thing. It sounded like maybe like more of an organized tour. And do you, do you recommend that, Amanda? I no, it's not for everybody, but at the same time, like getting your feet wet, new continent, wholly new travel experience. Looking back, are you guys glad you did that? Was that a good thing? For
4: sure,
1: extremely glad we did that. They helped us so yeah. much along the we way. Missed
2: like our, we missed our we missed the
1: first bus, and we thought we were screwed. Like we like that they could not have been better to have that right in the beginning, just to help us get used to the buses, get used to the flow of things and how it works down there. And then the guides that are on those buses all speak English. Uh, so they kind of helped you along the way for the first couple, like first three weeks that we were there. And then once we were on our own, we were kind of like, I felt a lot more confident in us to get things done.
0: Yeah. How did the budget hold up? Because I know you guys were budgeting around three to five k. I know Jordan, you had a little bit more saved up because you've been working for a while. And Tyler, we talked about how he did his thing living in the car and all that. Um, yeah. How did everything hold up with the budget?
4: Um, Budget-wise, we did six grand in three months, yeah. so about three dollars, three thousand each, so a thousand a month.
1: Yeah. So we we stayed pretty good to it, and then like, as we were there, we realized how much cheaper we could have traveled if we had known about it, with like work trading hostels and stuff like that. And we met so many people who were staying at hostels for free by just volunteering at the bar or cleaning and stuff like that. And going about it differently, we could—I mean, we could save so much money at the time. But we st- we we stayed pretty big budget. We did everything we wanted to do for the most part. We went on a lot of tours that we wanted to do.
4: <laughs> but we also up out too much at first as yeah. well. When we first got there Lima, like, we were just like going out and trying all the different foods instead of like you know that was big, pacing yeah. ourselves and cooking here and there. Yeah. So okay. we been that way as
0: well. But that budget never felt too constraining.
4: Not. Really? I don't
1: think so. We kind of were pretty, I feel like we spent, we were pretty spendy, like pretty lenient with our spending.
4: Yeah. And I would get in the mode where I'm like, let's just get a hotel. I'm so tired. I want to do that. And we never did that either. Yeah. We
1: always like, Well, we, we figured out, Yeah. We figured out that getting a private room in the hostel is just as good as a hotel. So. Right.
0: What were some of the highlights for you guys? And we can talk about destinations. You guys mentioned some you went to, but maybe also more interactions or cultural experiences or things of that nature.
4: I would say that alone was yeah. my highlight. Yeah. like meeting people along the way and experiencing people and hearing about their lives and how they got here and where they're going. It,
1: like the big thing was is like the lack of Americans we met. We only met one American our entire time we were down there. And just like seeing the, the, the idea of travel from other cultures like Germans for instance. Like, you know when they turn 18 they take a year off and go travel that's standard apparently. And we're like, at 18, I wasn't even thinking about travel. It's not in our society like that for the most part. So, and their
4: parents support that so much, yeah. which also blew my mind because our parents were like, "No, are you sure you're really going to go do this?" Yeah. So just thought that they have this money saved up to go travel instead of to go to college was incredible. immediately. Yeah,
1: where they take time and actually like expand their horizons to travel and all that. Where we didn't start thinking about it until we're like, you know, 22, 23, way beyond that, already in debt from college, like. But it was just the, I mean, my highlight for sure, though, was meeting people that were traveling and like in the most free state of their minds and having like not stressing about work, not stressing about other problems. They're living in the moment traveling and like you're meeting people at their best selves. And I just like that stuck so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that could be true. I mean, when you think about if you're away from all those sort of regular stresses of life, you could say that could be a version of their best self, I guess, depending on the day you you meet or you cross paths or whatever but destination wise from all the places you guys went what really stood out to you
4: brazil yeah, yeah. brazil and argentina were
1: mine yeah,
0: yeah. which ilagrangi. parts
4: ilagrangi was the best the island yeah
1: so we uh we came so in the incredible. to brazil we came in from the south side right under right where Uruguay meets it and then we went in went up the coast kind of in the, uh, the guasi falls and all that so we stayed kind of in the southern half of it but everywhere we went was just like people were amazing. Um, the the scenery was amazing. Uh, we stood up on our first wave there. Um, I don't know. It's every all of our stuff from Brazil stuck. And then my, my brother lives in Brazil in Sao Paulo, so we got to meet up with them eventually and get get this, get some family time in after being gone for so long. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and we got there doing carnival too. I consequently like when we were in Brazil. That's when we got. I got my phone pickpocketed. She got her whole bag stolen at one point. So the, the worst of things happened there. But we never felt danger or anything. It's just like some bad luck that happened eventually there yeah, at the end of the trip. I think it's because
4: we were just so comfortable. Or for me personally, I didn't put my day pack in a locker. I just left it underneath my bed. And there was like an older lady there. I don't know. I could be wrong. But there was an, old, an older lady there that lived there. And she was just like was talking about money and us being Americans. Blah, da, blah, yeah. And we were just like out in the living space hanging out with everyone and I think she went and snagged so, it yeah, and thought we, she had something good because yeah. she knew we were Americans and it was just
1: Yeah, thing. we just got a little relaxed at the end when we were in Brazil and but in the end didn't matter. It's just
4: Yeah, one she pack. didn't get my passport, you know, she just like my notebook and a pajmina and my glasses, like just my little day pack stuff, so
0: I had a day pack stolen in Argentina, so it- you guys aren't alone there. <laughs> yeah, well, we got lucky because
1: all of our passports, wallets, everything were in my bag sitting right next to it, and she must she just took the wrong bag, and we got really lucky. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I was comfortable as well. I was at... Almost always, if I set my day pack down and I'm somewhere, I'll like loop it around my leg. I'll just put my leg through the straps because it's an easy thing to do. And I set it down. I was at an internet cafe. I don't even know if they have those anymore. And uh, I just set it down next to me. I didn't loop it through, and the person across from me... Cr- crawled under, somebody crawled under and slid it away. I never even noticed. And I lost a, like a month's worth of pictures, I think, and, you know, sunglasses and this, that, and the other. But right, it, right.
1: you're uh, we told to be careful there too. And we were just so, so like blissed out to be in Brazil finally and the city and having fun. And my phone was what I was taking all our video with. So we lost all our Brazil yeah. footage. Um,
0: I mean, these, you know, can't let that keep you home right? And I mean, I've been, I've been home. I was uh, living in Boulder, Colorado. I set my uh, camera down at a bar and somebody took it. So there Uh, you go. It can happen anywhere. anywhere. Absolutely. Ia Grandje, did you do the hike to the beach? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. We did our favorite hike.
4: Paris Peak was incredible. We woke up at three o'clock in the morning to hike up to the top of the mountain and we made it like 30 minutes after sunrise and it was incredible.
1: Yeah, if anyone ever goes there, to Iagrangi in Brazil, it's right south of Rio. It's really easy to go to. There's a giant peak that sticks out. It looks like a big parrot's peak or a lion head kind of, and you can hike it in the morning. And when we did it, there's like some island dogs that followed us all the way up. So it's pitch black, and these two dogs followed us all the way. Our favorite thing, too, was dogs. Dogs in South America are everywhere, and they just follow you around, and they're awesome. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I take all of them with
0: me. Yeah. Now that you guys have had because you had the the trip and then talking to you the week after I mean you're so high from it probably that's a weird transition time but now you've been back for a few months so I think it's a good time to ask this question how do you think this experience has changed you either mentally spiritually physically financially whatever I think it's like from
1: being down there I like taking a lot of things for granted when we left um like just being around your family and having people around and seeing your friends yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. And and like feeling like you're stuck somewhere and just to be like, I want to get out, I want to go travel, blah, blah, blah. But when we were gone, we realized there was a lot of stuff that we missed. And like a, a lot of stuff, like having just water and stuff like that, we took for, gen, like, yeah. for granted and everything.
4: And ranch and sausage.
1: <laughs> and peanut butter, all of all our weird things that we like. But I don't know, it was, it was really like seeing the culture of travel from all the people we met on our way, it just like it inspires me to want to be able to do it more, more sustainably. Yeah. It's like I I don't know after that I don't have like this drive to want to go on a one week vacation somewhere at a resort like that's my idea is like I want to go somewhere for a month at least, like and really get ingrained again like it was really cool just not being your typical vacation. <laughs> yeah.
4: A way that um, you should really like slow down. You don't always yeah, have to be in like the American yeah, yeah. mindset to go go go, make money, like one up, one up, one up. You can just like sit back, relax, enjoy the view, take it in, and just slow down.
1: It. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice waking up without a plan and just being like, all right, what do we want to do today? Let's go check something cool out in the city. And like that's not something we do here. And maybe we should try that more. Like where we we do the most simple stuff, like go find this little restaurant somewhere on the GPS. And like, because we didn't have Wi-Fi or serv- like cell phone service down there, so we're always out, like stopping places, getting Wi-Fi. and It was really cool. It was like a good experience that way. Whereas here, we're always like beeline into one place. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, switch. so it
0: sounds like yeah, the appreciation of home is always a nice thing, or being able to see it from afar with like a new sort of perspective. Um, but also, like you mentioned, Jordan, just being out of your culture and understanding that. Certain aspects, I think, of any culture can be a negative influence or can be negative on an individual. Like you said, if, you're, if you feel that in America, it's always go, go, go. And you, you don't have to get caught up in that. But if you're in the culture, and sometimes you do, then it can become a negative thing. I'm not saying that. It's just like everybody's sort of mindset on a day-to-day basis. But I do think getting out of that for a period of time does at least create an awareness around that, perhaps.
4: True. True. Yeah, that's how
1: I feel. It was really hard transitioning back, right? When we got back, too, it took us like a month to try to get back in the swing and work and all that, because we just got back and we were just like on this like travel high where we didn't know how to like integrate regularly, regular, everyday life again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, did you have a bit of reverse culture shock?
1: I don't know. I didn't really have a reverse culture shock from, but I had like a shock in the sense of like after being so free and you know traveling and doing this stuff like to come back and be like all right i need to go to work yeah. for eight hours a day again wow. that was right. that was really hard instead take, of man. just
4: like riding a bus yeah. for eight hours a day and it's just like car rides for me especially like somewhere that we'd be like oh we don't want to go there it's two hours away but now i'm like two hours away is
0: nothing <laughs> yeah we're bus rides
1: in Brazil or out and in- south america
0: it's funny so how now, your world yeah your world shrinks like when you're home i feel it will shrink again i feel like it just does you know it's like yeah. oh, i don't want to go like four subway stops i only want to go two <laughs> subway stops <laughs> like, meanwhile you'll sit on a bus for like 14 hours <laughs> rattling yeah, yeah. through the high <laughs> desert like whatever
1: <laughs> our longest one was a uh, a 24 hour one but that went really smooth but there's one bus ride we took where she slept really good the night before and then we had to get on this bus <laughs> And we had the whole bottom of it, like the, the comma section, to ourselves. And she was like super energetic and like just high on energy. And she's like jumping around in the bus, like playing on all the seats. I'm like, what is, what are you doing? Did you know who just sleeps in the bus while I was doing like video, like editing and stuff? And here she's like like hanging from the seats, going nuts in the bus.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no one, on, yeah, the there's no one on the bus with us. But I <laughs> hey, treat it as your playground when you can. I yeah, guess. yeah. Actually, <laughs> Well, one of the big stresses I think, and you guys talked about it too in in the other episode we recorded, which I love doing these because you really get the true before and after kind of vibe, but was the a bit of the stress around oh, what are we going to do when we come back and I think this is a common thing that you know people have, particularly when're you know, giving up your jobs or you're I mean, you guys kept a home base and things like that, so you weren 't giving up your home and everything but there's still this element of having unless you 're running a business on the road that you already have or you know, you're know, you going to teach English abroad or something like that and you have some kind of job plan. And even then, there is, maybe not with the business example, but there is sort of an after, like I'm going to come home and at some point I'm going to have to like start doing something else. What am I going to do? Did any of that weigh on you when you were gone? How did you guys figure it out when you came back? What kind of advice do you have? All that good stuff. Big time, yeah.
4: Yeah, for me, when I was gone, I would think about how fortunate I am to work where I work and have options like I do. So I definitely kind of missed work in a way, even though when I left, I was like, I'm not coming back to this, I'm not going to serve again. But then when I was gone, I was like, man, my job's cool, it's just pizza and beer and dogs, and I love all my like girlfriends I work with. So I appreciated it even more. So coming back and getting into it, I was excited about but now I'm already to that point again. I'm yeah. like, oh gosh, how much longer do I really want to be slinging pizza and beer?
1: Yeah. I, I came back with the mentality that I had to find a way to work so we could keep traveling because our goal is to be able to, when winter hits, because Asheville is really cool in the summer, it's a beautiful place to be at, and there's a lot of tourism that comes in, so it's it's really a cool place to be, um, probably kind of like Boulder is during its times, but uh. I came back was like okay, I gotta know how we can work over the summer, make money, and then so we can leave for the winters again and not go broke doing it every time. And when I came, like because of the city we live in, I'm actually we're in the process of starting a business here right now. It's a it's a moped tour business around town. So we're doing tour guides on mopeds. Really? But yeah, we're uh, we're like two weeks from starting right now. So really? that hopefully we'll be the big thing. Yeah, I came back. We figured out that like I have I love we, when we had tour guides and stuff. I like loved them and I just like doing the vlogs on the way and teaching people about stuff seemed like a fun thing to do. So we're trying to integrate some stuff we learned on the way and make it happen.
4: Yeah, we learned that about Tyler. Like when he gathers information, he wants to tell everyone that he (laughs) learns. Like in like detail person by person look at
1: this look at yeah. this you gotta... <laughs>
4: yeah like you should do this go here this is how you get here i'm like you need to like share your stories with everybody you need to be a tour guide like he's so enthusiastic as well it'd be a great thing for him to continue to do so that's why this moped thing came about
0: hmm and you're purchasing mopeds and everything all
1: right was... yeah we got them yeah, wow we got yeah we got we got all those it's all set starts Starts in like two weeks. Just got the booking software put together. What's so. it called? Shaka Street Tours. Shaka sign. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: Good luck, yeah, man. Good That's fun. great. So you kind of figured out something you were passionate about on this trip that you yeah, were passionate exactly. enough about to start a business around
1: yeah the whole time we were there was like it was kind of like trying to find a passion like the reason we went is because we wanted to like learn more about what we care about or like try to just learn more about ourselves so we could move forward in life without just being like i just want to travel that's all i want to do just get me out of here so i can travel <laughs> so i think we learned a little bit about that at least some passion and uh the, hopefully this moped tour thing would be really cool to do for now at least you know if it leads to anything else we don't know but it's a start on the track to being able to travel more often and travel how we want in a way it's
0: pretty impressive man I mean, also you're putting yourself you said one of the things that you loved was being around and meeting other travelers and now you're putting yourself in that situation with your daily life i talked about this with my buddy who runs food tours because it's you know if you go from like Working in an office, if you're in a place where like everybody around you doesn't almost everybody doesn't want to be there on some level or like a lot of people don't want to be there and there's this energy versus like you showing up to work and there's a bunch of people giving you money happily saying, hey, take me around like I'm excited to be here. It's a totally different daily dynamic in your work. Yeah. Which I think what is the cool like- thing about working in tourism, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah, and that's the thing is like, so working in the restaurants, most people are really happy to be in the restaurants, but it's kind of the same daily grind here is when you're, you know, you're serving food. So it's a lot of the same conversations and stuff. So that's why I'm excited for people to come in to, to do something different here than just drink and eat, because that's what Asheville's big for, so it'd be nice showing off the beauty of the city and like the nature around and all that in a different way.
0: And you've written up the tours and figured it all out and Oh yeah it's, all, yeah, it's all planned out.
1: We're, we're about to start, we're really close.
0: Jordan, are you gonna be guiding any trips? Or I'm trying to get her to. <laughs>
4: I just want to the be there bears. and ride around in the back.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: when we did our test run the other day, we saw some bears. Yeah. Oh, wow. A little baby bear across the road and I was like, Oh cool, and I like stopped because it was so close and I looked to my left right. and there's like a mama bear on her hind legs. Yeah. I'm like, Oh like, my god, I'm totally exposed <laughs> right now. Go, go, go.
1: Yeah, we're we're ten feet away on mopeds, which <laughs> are not gonna outrun a bear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tyler, because we kind of started this conversation through your email and thinking about you were like living in Atlanta, working the regular job to like living in the car, taking the second job and all like from Atlanta to like now. Is that it's not two different people? It's
1: it's a lifetime ago when I was working in like the office health insurance. I mean, I I had my short hair, professional button up look, and then we travel group let everything grow back out, got back, I feel like I got back to myself away because when I, I went from college to going to a corporate job, and I feel like I just lost a part of me on, on that transition, and that's when, I, you know, moving into the car, moving into the, and living out of my car is more me than me working in a corporate office from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, <laughs> so the whole car thing was like a catalyst to make it all happen, and your show, too, honestly. That's what really started when I found Zero to Travel, and so I to that. And y'all, I'd listen to that all day long at work, and then just be like, yeah, you – and then I'd make her listen, be like, listen to this girl's story, blah, blah, blah. Sorry you made you listen, Jordan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's like, great, man. i resonates so hard, and I'd be sitting there at the desk like, man, this is some – I got – like, they're doing it. Why can't I? I have to do this. There's wow. no reason I can't. So.
0: I appreciate that. And that's, I mean, that's the whole point of this community and the show and everything. And, uh, you guys certainly exemplify everything that this show is about by, you know, not only, you know, listening and like figuring it out that way, but then taking the information in and actually doing something with it, taking action, taking the steps over time, uh, not too long of a time. And now, like, you guys are, yeah, I mean, you never know what kind of new path travel is going to put you on. It sounds like, um, you're back at home, but things are different in a way. And probably with you guys too. I mean, how was it traveling as a couple and everything? You guys it's must have: amazing. Gone, I bonded I pretty think pretty heavily. Yeah, we did really well. Yeah,
1: I mean, at the end of it, we're like, we're like the first time we actually had to spend time apart when we came home, we're like, "Wow, we have literally been next to each other for three months straight all day every day and this would be like the first time we're gone from each other for a day Remember, like yeah, when we first came back Yeah, uh, but no we did great like we didn't have any problems no all only bad. when
2: I got
4: really hungry I would snap but
1: yeah. that was about it well, everybody and gets when a little started, hangry sometimes yeah. when we first got there like she got like a little bit I feel like of like travel sickness slash cold oh yeah so she, was, really she was rough with the elevation when we were in Cusco and all that yeah. so she was feeling pretty down there but
0: maybe a bit of nerves like, too kind of yeah. like yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. I think when we first landed was the only time our nerves were real high, where we, we were like, okay, are we screwed right now? Did we totally mess everything up? <laughs> our, like, are we going to die? <laughs> and then from there on out, though, it was like nothing really ever seemed too bad. Like, I never felt in danger at any point, I never felt too overwhelmed by anything.
0: I don't, yeah. know, I
1: don't think she did either. Yeah. She did
0: well. And do you have a next adventure you're thinking about already? There's
4: so many places that we want to go to yeah. I can't even can't even like narrow down
0: one. Yeah. Well, I mean what we're does a trip big, like this do for the confidence level in going on a trip like this again, you know?
1: I I think huge, but at the same time in a way I'm like, all right, we, we understand like South America. We can I feel like we could easily go to South America again and pull that out. I want not, to
4: see more Brazil. Yeah, or yeah,
1: or yeah and see more right. Brazil. But we're like it's our so mindsets right. are like, do we wanna do like some Southeast Asia stuff, Belize, like and then that, that to me, like thinking about that seems like a whole new culture and endeavor again, and just feel like a whole brand new, a brand new things.
4: But it's, it doesn't seem as like distant. So impossible. It's like, yeah, it's very like, possible just... to make happen. We can do anything new, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah of... That's, that's huge, Jordan. Like what you just said is kind of, that's a, that's a life changing type of thing, right? Because now it really is open, not just theoretically, but it's kind of the the reality of that is open to you. Once you open that gate, it's, you can't shut it.
1: We met so many people on the way that live in all these other areas that travel that we're like, oh, we could just go see them too and make make that a point of reference on somewhere in an adventure.
0: Well, congratulations, guys. Welcome yeah. back <laughs> home and welcome back to your dogs. And uh, it's so fun that we got to do this over, you know, I love these episodes because it's over such a long amount of time. We got to see the before and after and also um, just the fact that you guys reached out and I've been a part of this community and everything. I really like featuring people that um, are in the community. that are doing cool things. So uh, if you're listening, you haven't reached out, please do Tyler and Jordan want to thank you guys. I'm sure you got some good avocados down there too right yeah oh, man. so many so we many, many avocados. Massive. <laughs> <Everywhere>. <laughs> yeah. we, we can do well you're gonna have to go on some avocado themed podcast this isn't that <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. thank you guys so much and yeah let's keep in touch let me know how the the business goes yeah man if you oh, want to okay. go to it's
1: uh it's ShakaStreetTours.com. Cool. shaka street s-h-a-k-a
0: Awesome. And I do want to get down to Asheville, so I Yeah, to dude, you sympathize. gotta come to Asheville. <laughs> yeah. Come kick it. All right. You got a you got a couch there for me? I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you like dogs, you're good. Yeah, I like dogs, so <laughs> cool. All right, we'll chat with you guys soon. Thanks. All right, man. It's Bye. been a pleasure. There you have it. Wanna thank Tyler and Jordan for stopping by to share their story. Wow. It's always I know how huge travel can be for people. But when you put it together like that in one show, and you can really see how even just one extended trip can change your life in so many ways or open your eyes to certain things. So there you go. These episodes are such a joy. I hope you enjoyed it. I said joy and enjoyed in the same sentence. So must be time for another cup of coffee. Uh, If you ever want to get in touch, by the way, send me an email, jason at zero2travel travel.com. I read them all. I love reading them. I love to see the reviews when they come in and the emails and to hear your story and to just learn a little bit more about you. So I invite you to connect. You can always sign up at zerototravel.com. Join our community newsletter. I've got a shout out to one of you coming up in just a moment. Then we're going to talk radical life change as you heard some of the things that Tyler did to make travel happen for him. Let's discuss this whole radical life change theme. You heard what Tyler did to make travel happen for himself. And maybe his story resonated with you. Maybe you're not ready to move in your car or take on multiple jobs. But if you've been trying to figure out a way to make that either first trip or next trip happen and you feel kind of stuck in some ways, whether it's financially or a situation or whatever, it might be a good lens through which to start thinking Maybe thinking bigger, what can I radically change in my life to help make travel happen for me? Maybe that's a question you could ask yourself and ponder over the the course of the next hours or days. What is, What are, I should say, some radical changes I could make to my life that could make my either first or next trip a reality for me or whatever it is, your dream lifestyle, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish over the next year or two. You might be surprised at the answers you come back with just by asking yourself that simple question. You know, for Tyler, he took some drastic measures by moving into his car and everything like that. But everybody has their own version of that and what radical change means to them. Again, not everybody can go to that extreme, but maybe there's a radical extreme for you. And that's enough to push you through and help you accomplish whatever the next thing is you want to accomplish, or I'm not sure if accomplish is the right word, but maybe help you get to where you want to go more quickly because you're making a big change to make it happen. So just some food for thought there. I wanted to highlight that because I really found that aspect of his story uh, motivating and just remembering for myself that, hey, if I ever want something completely different, It might take a radical change to get there, and I need to be open to that, right? And I imagine that the same goes for you. So good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. Uh, Before I go, also, I want to give a shout-out to somebody in the community, and I hope I'm pronouncing this name correctly, Ilika. Wrote me an email, says, hello, my name is Elika, and I'm from a small town of about 2,000 people in Kansas. Last year, I discovered the Zero Travel podcast, and it changed my life. Thank you. (laughs) As I prepared to start college, I had pretty much given up all my dreams of travel. The people around me convinced me that travel wasn't possible for me. Everyone told me I had college and money to worry about before I could travel, so I'd pretty much given up all my travel dreams. When I first discovered your podcast, I listened because I loved hearing the different travel stories featured on your show, but before I knew it... I had that travel itch that I had lost years earlier. After listening to your show, I learned that I could still travel even though I was starting college and would have student loans. Your podcast helped me find ways to save money on travel so I could afford college. Fast forward about a year to today and I'm writing you this email from Dortmund, Germany. She goes on to say, your podcast reignited my passion for travel and pushed me to take a risk and study abroad. I gathered lots of great travel tips from your show while I prepared for six months abroad. Unfortunately, Corona ruined my planned trips around Germany and to Portugal, Spain, and several other countries. After my plans got ruined, I found myself in a bad headspace on a whim. I just started to start listening to the podcast again. They've helped boost my spirits, given me hope that I will travel again and make the most out of my trip. It's also kept me good company as I'm living alone in my apartment. Love your show so much. It's been Being through difficult moments. Thank you. I hope you're doing well through this mess. Uh, I am doing well. Uh, I wanted to say thank you so much for the kind words. I'm glad that, the show has helped. I mean, this is a community powered show, as you all know, and, um, it's emails like this that keep it going when I know, uh, just getting this show out there is helping people travel and, and, and maybe lifting your spirits during other times, then, Hey, that's, uh, that's, that's my, that's fuel for my fire. I guess that's the thing that has had me publishing this show for now seven years not looking to stop anytime soon. So uh, it's really encouraging to hear these words. Thank you so much. Thanks for being a part of the community, Ilika, and hope you're doing well down there in Germany or wherever you are right now. And my friends, I want to thank you. Yes, you listening to the show, you have a lot of things you could be doing today, but you're here hanging out with me and the rest of uh, everybody here in the Zero to Travel community around the world. So thank you very much for being a part of this community, I am going to reach into my little quote drawer where I keep these sort of random quotes and see what I pull out here. This one is a Chinese proverb. I love this. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. You can't buy an inch of time with an inch of gold. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Cheers. This podcast
3: has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality.